Hi guys, welcome back to the Absolutely ADHD podcast. I'm your host, Alana, the ADHD life coach. I've pretty much figured out how to manage my ADHD and now I help others do the same through my courses, through my one-on-one coaching, and through this podcast. I can be found on Instagram at coachingbyalana and you can follow along for podcast updates at absolutely.adhd. Thank you guys for being here and I hope you like this episode. Hi, everyone. Hey, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Year. (laughs) Whoa. We didn't even plan that. We really didn't. (laughs) Well, I hope that everyone's 2023 is going to be everything you wished for. But even if it's not, it's still going to be a good year. It's a clean slate. It feels good to just have a whole new year in front of us. Yeah. And I think that, like, for me, at least, clean slates are so satisfying like after right after a shower or the beginning of a new day or the new year I just it's such a nice way to bookmark things it really is um and that's what we're going to talk about today yeah a little bit about how new year's resolutions I think are a little bit overrated but I want to say first before anything else that like if having a clean slate and making new year's resolutions like works for you. Like that's amazing. This whole podcast is about figuring out what works for you, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of reasons why sometimes it's not the most helpful. Yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But I guess if you are one of those people that loves new year's resolutions, that's wonderful. And I think honestly, we all love new year's resolutions. Like it's really, really nice. Yeah. And I think that's what the podcast is about. It's not, It's about taking these things with grace and learning how to be flexible. Like New Year's resolutions as a whole don't allow for a lot of flexibility. But I think what Alana and I want to harp on a little bit is that it's not black and white. Even if it's a cute little sentence that's written down on paper, it's just, you know, come March 2nd, life is going to look a lot different and that's okay. So true. Absolutely. Before we get started, um, I wanted to talk about like, all right, I, I'm not a fan of going out on New Year's. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was a, like, that was a throw up sound. <laughs> <laughs> like, I actually hate it. And for so many years, I mean, just the concept of like being in a crowded bar with people shoulder to shoulder. And also you pay an arm and a leg and you I mean to do ubers and to get wherever you need it's all so expensive like the whole thing I've just grown to hate but for so many years I've like almost made excuses like I've been like okay well this year I'm going snowboarding so I'm not going to be awake or I'm not going to be awake or going out during new year's like eve and then at other times I was like I had another trip I was leaving town and so I was like I'm not gonna you know I don't want to get sick before I go out all this stuff and I would always make up all these excuses and it's just kind of funny because like it's okay that like I just don't want to go out on New Year's Eve and I had that realization and I had to share that with you like as an adult I have had three three good New Year's Eves the first one was actually with you because I don't know if everyone knows this but I'm from Australia And normally we go, my family and I go home for Christmas and one year Alana actually came with me. And so we were together on New Year's Eve. I don't remember what we did, but I'm sure it was fun. Mm -hmm. The second two, I have, my ex is really wonderful. He's a great guy. 
And we, for the past two New Year's, we've gone to a hotel and just gotten takeout and ordered in. And, you know, it's really nice to have those little self-care moments, but this is the first New Year's of my life that I'm alone and I don't know a ton of people in the city I'm in. And I was actually talking to Alana about this yesterday. I'm just so apprehensive about plans. Make Do I make them? Do I not make them? Like, what am I supposed to do? And we actually talked, like, I think we're both going to just have a night in, clean our apartments, order food that's really, really good, go to bed at a normal time, you know, and wake up and start 2023. And that sounds, and I think it's like, for me, that sounds great. And I know at first you weren't like thrilled about that. I think a lot of people would agree. Like there's FOMO, you know, like we don't want to miss out. And it's also one of those holidays that just, this is why I hate it. I mean, it just has the high, like all these high expectations to a ridiculous point. And honestly, it's weird because it's just weird. I think it's just a weird holiday. I know. And I don't know the demographic of all of the listeners, but I'm going to assume that at least some of you fall in that age range that we're in where it's like, this is my twenties. I feel like I should be going out because I'm not going to want to do this when I'm older, but guess what? I don't want to do it now either. You know, (laughs) so I don't know what I'm fighting for. I know it's like this feeling, this pressure of like, well, we have to do it, but I'm way more excited for new year's eve like when i'm older i don't know when i was younger like i would go over to my grandparents and we would have like ice cream sundays and it was such like a wholesome memory and i love that like i just now it's kind of weird yeah. <laughs> well it's like and it's also hard because we were talking about this yesterday like imagine i'm imagining myself in a crowded austin bar that i've paid a hundred dollar cover to get into where the like 150 before, 200 yeah when you're in dc and I look around and everyone's making out with each other. It's so what? weird. It's so what am weird. I supposed to do? Like one year, one, my friend and I, like everyone was just like, all right, three, two, one, yay. And like me and her just made eye contact from across the room and just burst out laughing because I was just like looking around, like not in an awkward way. I was just like, this is, this is weird. I hate it. I know. It. It's a real out of body moment. And for those of you that have, plans or someone to spend new year's eve with oh god i relish that that's wonderful and for those of us that don't it is very okay to just be normal about new year's eve and just have a chill night like make it make it enjoyable get some good food like yeah like we said we're gonna clean a little bit have a nice space like i'm excited for that so yeah yeah, whatever your plans are i mean i guess this will be after but i hope everyone had a good new year's oh yeah (laughs) but that's how i feel about new year's eve um, it's so funny. We introed this saying happy new year, fully knowing that when this episode comes out, it'll be after new year, but then we're referencing new year's Eve. So wherever you're coming to, however, you're listening to this, we hope that you had a wonderful new year's Eve. And we hope that you didn't put too much pressure on yourself to have a perfect night. Yes. Yep. Well said. And getting into what we're going to talk about. So, like I said, I think that a lot of people with ADHD were really great at like setting these really big goals and these like big ideas and these big resolutions. And then when it comes to executing them, not so hot, like not, that's the hard part. And And here's the deal. These goals that we set, they're often really well thought out and super applicable to where we are in life. Like it's not the goal. That's the problem. I think it's the way 
we go about and the pressure we put on ourselves and then in turn the disappointment we feel when inevitably we can't perform to that level that we thought we could when setting this goal. Totally. We set unrealistic goals. And the other part of it is it's kind of exciting to think about resolutions, right? Like we were talking about, it's a clean slate and it feels good and everything. And that gives us dopamine. What's not exciting is like breaking it down and looking at our calendar and being like, okay, here's what I'm going to do now. And here's what I'm going to do in a month. Like that's, that's not fun. It's tough. I feel like we're all in a real conundrum because it's not that we don't want to set goals because I think goal setting on a new year is actually really wonderful. It's a good way to frame yourself and it's a good way to look and see where you've come. But unless this is, you do this as a ritual, like habit building and it's part of who you are is planning out your 2023 coming into it hot by saying, I'm going to walk 10,000 steps a day when you've never walked 10,000 steps a day before, I'm going to cut out all of this food, or I'm not going to drink in 2023, like stuff like that, pushing yourself to be a different version of yourself. I, I think that's where I get into trouble. I have these grand ideas about the type of Sam I want to be in 2023, but I've been this Sam for 27 years, you know, and there's nothing wrong with Sam there's no oh my gosh yeah there's nothing wrong with Sam I love Sam (laughs) but um and with that too I think a lot of us we do our most like I'm trying to think of the way to word this but when we're interested in something when we're passionate about it when we have that deep desire to work on something that's when it's best it's not best when the world is saying oh we need to be making resolutions today so you should too. Like, that's not a motivator for like, that is yeah. not how we usually reach our goals. Usually it comes from a place of like knowing that we're ready or feeling like ready to do something. And it's yeah. tied to our, our interests and our passions. And so I think, yeah, it'll be helpful to kind of talk about too, like some other ways we can approach it in a way that supports us and isn't just going to set us up to feel like we failed, you know? Yeah. Well, on that, what are ways to approach it? Because I kind of feel like the reason I've avoided New Year's resolutions is for all the stuff that we just complained about. I just feel like I'm disappointed every time. And honestly, come New Year's Eve 2023, I'm probably not even going to remember what my resolution was. That's another thing too. So something I read, this is really common. I'm sure you guys have heard this, but choosing a word for the year. So kind of like, like focusing more on an overall theme, as opposed to like, I'm going to do X, Y, like these really specific, yeah, extremely like large goals. So yeah, I like that. Like the idea of setting, you know, choosing a word that kind of encompasses something we want to focus more on, um, or something that we want to, yeah, improve that year, but it's also not pigeonholing us into feeling like, okay, this is the only way we can do it. It's like, okay. If we have this word, then when we're approaching changes that we're making, we're approaching anything, we can kind of remember like, oh, this is the word. And like, maybe it's, you know, maybe the word is growth. Maybe the word is strength. Maybe the word is brave. Maybe the word is, um, I'm trying to think there's so many good ones. Yeah, give us more examples. (laughs) Yeah. Was that a joke? Do you want more examples? I'm just teasing you. I think those are all really good examples. I I like pulled out my phone to like list more. (laughs) Yeah, use um, thesaurus.com. There's a lot of really good words there. 
I was thinking this just reminded me of something and it could be a good for us since we're talking about it pre-New Year's Eve. I'm just going to say it could be a good New Year's Eve activity. Like maybe in like New Year's resolutions don't have to be these short and sweet sentences. Like I will be better in 2023. Like for me, I think I'm going to do a vision board, which isn't even like so much of a vision. It's more just pretty things that make me feel good. And I'm going to collage it all. I love, wait, I did a vision board, not any time around New Year's. I did it a couple months ago because I was hyper fixated on Canva vision boards and I had (laughs) some fun activity and I was up till like 1am just making this like really aesthetic detailed vision board. board. I love it because I've never been like a crafty person. And so the actual vision boards, like, you know, cutting things out, that doesn't sound that fun to me, but like Canva, it's already set up for you. And it was like, it was really fun. And I made it my background on my laptop so that every time I open my laptop, I see it. And these little reminders. Yeah. It's really good. It works really well. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe for like, I think this year for me, it's going to look like I've had all of, I used to get architectural digest and travel and leisure magazine subscriptions, but then I thought it was a waste of the environment because I wasn't actually reading the magazine. I just liked having the subscription. So I canceled it. But then um, when I moved from Kansas city, I cut out all of these photos from the magazines before I recycled them that I liked and they've just been sitting in a folder. So I think on new year's Eve, I'm going to collage all of it because I like physical cutting and pasting and you know it'll be nice to do so that could be what you know your 2023 resolutions look like is just yeah making a vision board definitely so I follow this author Brianna Weist on Instagram and I saved this this thing she posted okay a mind-blowing singular breakthrough is not what changes your life a micro shift is and then the next page it says um all right I'm just going to read this little excerpt if you want to exercise more do it for just 10 minutes if you want to read read one page if you want to meditate do so for 30 seconds then keep doing those things you'll get used to not checking your phone you'll want more water you'll drink more water you'll run for 10 minutes and you won't feel like you have to stop so you won't you'll read one page grow interested and read another and what I love about that is it's like acknowledging that like overall huge life changing transformation that's really overwhelming for a lot of us and that's not even how we really reach our goals it's all about these micro shifts here and there and so that's what I'm really focusing on too is like that is how we make change right like the small shifts and just like scooting a little bit closer every time here's an analogy that I think is universal because it's so easy to understand even for those of us that don't weight lift you cannot go into a gym and then put 400 pounds on a bench bar and then bench 400 pounds right away. If you've never done it before, what, in what universe would you be able to do that? In what universe could you pick up skis, never having skied and go down a black diamond? Like Mm -hmm. I feel like with these big activity based things or skill based things, it's so easy for us to understand like, no, you need practice. You need to start in little increments and then you get better. But when it comes to self-improvement type of stuff, I think for me, I think reading is so easy. People read all the time. Why can't I read? So I'm going to read this book and then I'm not, and then I don't read it. You know, Did you see my post the other day. No. Is that what it was about? Stop. Do you actually, did you actually not? I haven't seen it. 
Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Okay, this is good to talk about. So one of my posts, it was talking about how, well, I, I did like a reel as a joke, like when you read the same thing over and over again and you oh. process what you're reading, which is yeah. funny that we literally have to, we have to remember to process what we're reading. Like that's just yeah. unreal. <laughs> but um, if you get it, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I was just thinking about, like reading for me, I really think my ADHD has kind of made me hate reading. And this is what the post was about. Like, because it was so pressure filled. And obviously I do it with ADHD stuff, but I don't even count that because that's like my hyper focus. Like that's easy for me, but I feel like it was the pressure of like school or like just not being able to process things the first time I read it. And so I said in the caption, I was like, I'm giving myself permission this year to relearn how to read in a way that works for me. And like, totally, that looks like less pressure. Who cares if I'm going to read the page a million times? Cause I want to go back to like reading for, for fun. Like ADHD, I feel like kind of took that for me. And now it's like, no, I'm going to relearn and I'm going to just work on that in a way that's not stressful. Like it's supposed to be enjoy. Like I'm supposed to enjoy it. Yeah, you are. I asked for any suggestions. I was like, for any ADHDers who do love to read, like comment what works for you. And I'm not kidding you. There's hundreds of comments on that post of different things that work. And mm-hmm. so I'll link that to the de- in the description notes. Because yeah. like you said, like some people, it was so smart. They're saying, I do better with, you know, books that are, you know, in... It's, it was like separated by shorter paragraph. It was yeah. all these different things. Like you said, there's a book for everyone. And I was, it was so validating to see that so many other people feel that way and like felt like reading had just gotten a little bit too like. Yeah. This yeah. reminds me of, I don't know how, this is probably a little off topic, but it is interesting that you say that. Alana and I were um, seniors and juniors in high school and applying to colleges when you could choose for a lot of schools, whether you wanted to submit the ACT or the SAT. And I realized that I was so much better at the ACT because contrary to what I would think for people with ADHD, having to stop and start on so many different sections on the SAT was really jarring for me. It was so much better if I could get over that five minute hump of not being able to focus and then focus for 45 minutes Mm -hmm. on five different sections that's what you do at the ACT versus focusing for 10 minutes on 20 different sections on the SAT. And that just goes to show you that like, you cannot put people with ADHD in a box of learning. And that goes to so many things. Something that works for your neighbor, it's not going to work for you. And that's totally okay. And I love what that author said about the meditation. Meditation is so important. And the reason I don't meditate is because I'm like, I don't have half an hour to sit down and close my eyes. Like, what am I going to do? You know, but 10 minutes, five minutes, 30 seconds is better than nothing. It's so true. And like, who made these rules? Like, why do we set up these rules in our, I mean, it's society, but yeah. Why do we say if we're going to meditate, it has to be a 30 minute thing. Like, why who made that up you know I know there's so many amazing five minute ones or whatever but same thing for reading like we just really have to find what works for us and that's what I'm so excited going into the new year doing this podcast and like um you know building this community because it is so cool and empowering just to know that we can you know allow ourselves to relearn these things in ways that work for us and that's just the best feeling I can't put this into words as well as I would like. So I know I'm already going to be disappointed in the way I describe this. Isn't that funny? But 
what a big thing for me has been realizing that there is no right way to do anything at mm-hmm. all. Like at all, there's no right time to get married. There's no right time to be single. There's no right time to be in a relationship. There's no right way to, to have a career. There's no right way to feed myself. Like this whole eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner thing doesn't work for me. And that's okay. You know, it's, it's to the most complex things back to the most basic things. And I think that a good resolution for all of us is going to be what you said in 2023. I'm going to give myself permission to just find the things that work for me. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So I guess if you're going to make a resolution, make sure that it's, wellness focused and it's internal and it's broad and you can have the freedom to to tweak it as you need like if resolutions are important to you which they are to a lot of people make sure that you're being responsible with it I guess totally and a lot like what you said about giving us ourselves room to kind of tweak it like being okay with pivoting and this is what I love about setting a theme as opposed to just these specific things is because that theme based on what's going on in our life, based on what we're interested in and what we want to do. It, it's going to change. And like, yeah. it's okay to like pivot. And oh my God. Important. I think this is a really cool, and this isn't cool, but this is a good thing I want to share with everyone. I've spoken a lot about this, that I'm a runner and I, what I'm about to say, I'm very embarrassed about. So go easy on me, but I was going to run the Austin marathon um, in February, the second weekend of February or something. And I'm almost, I have a month, I'm about a month out, maybe a little, a month and a half out. And I'm realizing, I don't know if I'm ready to Mm -hmm. run a marathon and I might have to change that goal to the half marathon. And -hmm. that's really like, I'm struggling with that right now. That's something that's a big deal for me. And I feel very, very upset and disappointed and embarrassed And I think that the reason I want to share this with you guys is because like running this marathon has been a major goal of mine, but I just don't know if it's, I don't know if I can do it. And I'm sure a gun to my head, I could do it, but I don't know if I'm ready to do it. And I don't want to push my body past its limits. And so like, I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I am literally in the throes of having to adjust a huge, huge goal of mine. And it doesn't feel good. You know, this doesn't, this is not an easy thing. And I'm sad. Honestly, I feel really, really sad and disappointed about it. I, I totally hear that. And well, for one, if it makes you feel any better, if I had to run a half marathon right now, I couldn't do that. Like a half marathon is, I mean, and that like, that's amazing, yeah. but I hear what you're saying, but also, you know, I would have, you know, like, I would have you think about why you wanted to do it. Like deep down, like what made you want to do it in the first place? Like, what about it, you know? And was it, yeah because there's probably still that same thing in whatever you're going to adjust it. It's just saving probably your physical health, mental health, you know, it's it's like, I don't know if I can push my body on a physical level that far. I don't think I'm like as well trained. And it's so funny because now when saying that out loud, I'm realizing a year ago, running a half marathon for me would be an insane goal. And now I could run a half marathon tomorrow and be fine. And I think this, so I wanted to share this with you guys as an example of adjusting a really important, meaningful, very concrete goal. I think I'm going to not do the half marathon for this marathon, but that doesn't mean that I can't do another marathon. That just means I need a little more time and that's okay. 
Exactly. Exactly. And you also have a lot of other things that you're really focused on right now that's getting your energy and like needs your energy. And you have Wally, your puppy, like you have so many things. And so it's just about like deciding where some of this energy should go. And yeah, I totally think that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So with this, be kind to yourselves when you're setting your new year's resolutions. I think that a good mindset shift for us is inner child and parenting yourself. You have a responsibility to make sure that you're kind and helpful and meaningful to yourself. And that includes not setting ridiculously unattainable new year's resolutions. Yeah. So keeping it broad, focusing on overall themes, focusing on small little micro shifts, all that stuff. Making Um, a vision board. Making a vision board. Yeah. However, this is such a good New Year's podcast. I know. I feel like I learned a lot. (laughs) So reflective of us, but no, this is good. I mean, and also just to say, like, thank you guys for being here and thank you for listening. And this has been so, I mean, I think of how far like we've come with this podcast too, and it's really cool to think about. Um, And we obviously only can do that with like the support of you guys listening and letting us know, you know, what you're enjoying. And so all, all the comments, all the like reviews, just everything, like we really appreciate it. And honestly, like more than, you know, we appreciate it. This isn't a business thing for us. This is us trying to find our place in the world and doing it with you guys. And I just can't explain how validated I feel all the time whenever I'm doing this like it's an insane amount of validation it it is it really is so okay I love it well thank you guys so much for listening wishing you all the best this next week and yeah we'll talk next week yeah we'll see you guys next week happy 2023 happy 2023 okay bye Thank you so much for listening and tuning into this episode of the Absolutely ADHD podcast. As I said before, you can find us on Instagram at absolutely.adhd and go ahead and message us. Let us know what you want to hear more about. And don't forget to like, subscribe, give us a rating, all that good stuff so we can continue sharing this information with more amazing ADHDers. Thank you guys for listening and I hope you have a good week.